Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. This is Pastor Scott, and I'm glad that you have uh, joined me today on Casual Conversations. Uh, Throughout the uh, year so far in 2022, we have been uh, looking at the Gospel of Mark and uh, we finally got out of the first chapter, and we're in the second chapter talking about new beginnings. And today we're going to talk about a new destiny. And uh, the way I'm doing this is, uh, if you're new to the podcast today, uh, one week we take a look at a passage of scripture uh, from Mark, and then the next week or so, depending on how many uh, interviews I can uh, schedule around that topic, we have some conversations with guests whose lives uh, demonstrate uh, some truth from that passage of Scripture. Well, this week we're going to uh, return to the Gospel of Mark after having had some time of interviews, uh, but we're going to return to Mark, and as I said, we're going to be in chapter 2. And in chapter 2 of Mark, we're going to uh, discover how Jesus gives us a new destiny. Atlanta's going to read that story for us. Good morning. Listen as I read Mark 2, 1 through 12. And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier? To say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Thank you, Lana. Man, that's some story, isn't it? Uh, That man in the story uh, got a brand new destiny, didn't he? Actually, all five men in the story recognized that the kingdom of God had invaded their lives. They believed that somehow their destiny could be changed forever. Uh, And even more amazing is that four of them believed that their participation in the kingdom of God would give the fifth man, their friend, a new destiny as well. How about us? What can we learn about a new destiny, our own new destiny, as we consider this story? First of all, um, I'd say that we can find out or we see in this story that God has given us a team. God gives you a team to be on. And the question is, am I on the team? And where am I in the lineup? That's a good question during baseball season because we know that uh, some people are in different places in the lineup. Some bat leadoff, others uh, bat cleanup, 
others pinch hit or, or even pinch run. And so these men had to find where they fit on the lineup. And um, I, I decided just to, to kind of uh, give the position some names for their five-man lineup. Uh, the first corner uh, carrying a part of this uh, man's uh, uh, bed, uh, we, we call him that, that position compassion. There was another position on the other corner that was called faith. Uh, perhaps another one would be perseverance. And then the, uh, the fourth position, uh, maybe encouragement. When others were feeling down or feeling like giving up, um, this one could encourage. So compassion to recognize the need. Faith to believe that God could meet the need. Perseverance to, to make sure that, um, that you press on until God does meet the need and encouragement to help those who are feeling like dis- being or being discouraged, feeling like dropping out. And then the fifth man in the lineup is, is of course, the man in the bed, the man uh, with the need, the man paralyzed. And so they, they have a five-man lineup here. Uh, but they had one more uh, in the lineup that's in this story. And obviously, I'm talking about Jesus. And in this story, Jesus is like the fourth man in the furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the one uh, that uh, who got them out of the furnace alive. And, and this man, this uh, sixth man in this lineup is the one who could both forgive sins and could also heal a broken body. And so I ask you, if, if you're on the team, uh, what lineup are you in? And, and, and are you part of this team of destiny? Are you in the winning lineup? God has given you a team. God gives you brothers and sisters in Christ, the strong and the weak. You know, uh, that in, in this story, the uh, four men were strong and the one man was, was weak that had to be carried. And uh, it may be that uh, in a month or so that the, the need could change. And there might be three men who are strong or who have the resources to meet the need of the other two. And it's like that in the church. Sometimes we're in the position of strength. Sometimes we're in the position of weakness. Sometimes we have the resources, and sometimes we, we're in a position of need. And, and so uh, where we are on the team just depends on uh, what is the particular task or the particular need at that time. But we also see in the team that God gives us, uh, giving us one another in the church, that uh, we have a, another member, a member who makes all the difference in the world and for eternity, and that, of course, is Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus is always on the uh, giving, the, the strong end of things. And so we rejoice in that today, that God has given us a team. We're together, and that Jesus is on our team. And then we, we also see in this story that God has, has given us a task. The question is, am I, am I on the job? And what is my job? Well, you you look at those four men, those five men, and what was their task? Their task was to uh, to get their friend to Jesus and change his destiny, to get their friend and themselves to Jesus for a new destiny. And how were they going to get it done? Very simply, they had to carry a man and cut a hole. These men uh, needed to succeed. They needed, this was a desperate situation. But you notice that they could not uh, succeed by themselves. Uh, uh, pay attention to what they could and what they, they could not do. They could get their friend to Jesus. They had a plan and a strategy to do that. 
but they could not heal him. They could carry their friend on their shoulders, and that to me uh, indicates perhaps a prayer. They could not make their friend accept forgiveness. They could determine that they would do their job no matter what. That's, That's perseverance, of course, but they could not guarantee the outcome. They could do something bold, have faith, but they could not work the miracle. You know, God wants us to prosper and and succeed, but we have to remember what our tasks are. What is it that God has given us to do? What's my part in this? I I like um, uh, these phrases penned long, long ago by a great preacher named Harry Emerson Fosdick. He said, some things never without thinking, some things never without working, some things never without praying. Our task changes from time to time, doesn't it? Sometimes we have to give thought to the task. That's our job. Uh, Sometimes we have to put hands to the work. That's our job. But then sometimes we simply need to pray and support others who are doing the work. That's our job. And so I ask you, what is your task? How are you going to get it done? You don't know? Well, I think we would do well to boil it down to that shorter catechism, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. That's our job. How do we get the job done? We get the job done when we know Jesus and when we make Him known. And so we have to personally know Jesus in order to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. But we also must make Jesus known in order to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. There was one time I was in a discouraging season in life. Many of you listening um, may know about that. I may have referred to it in earlier podcasts. Um, And in this discouraging season where I was out of a job, I was between uh, assignments in the church, and I went seven months without without having a church to pastor. And I had a lot of time to think and to pray and, and to talk with some friends and with my wife and my family. And during that uh, season of life, I did some soul searching and uh, went through an exercise of self-examination and uh, reflection. And I came up with a a document that I'm not going to share the whole thing with you because it kind of goes into depth. But at the conclusion of that document, I, I wrote this statement. The purpose of my life is to leave the imprint of Jesus on everyone I meet and to receive the imprint of Jesus from everyone I meet. To leave the imprint of Jesus on everyone I meet, and receive the imprint of Jesus from everyone I meet. Well, I'm going to unpack that for you in just a moment, but first let's take a break and and hear what Casual or Momentum Ministries might have to say to us today. Hi, this is Amy. We at Momentum Ministries want to help you attain, maintain, and regain spiritual momentum. Jesus kept his momentum going by the Word of God. Everywhere he went, in every new setting, Jesus depended on the Word of God for spiritual direction for himself and for those he ministered to. We at Momentum believe that the Word of God will help you in your new settings as well. The Bible will give you a firm foundation and an optimistic outlook. If you need help reading and understanding the Bible, consider signing up for our daily email devotional. As you read a chapter from the Bible, along with a devotional thought, 
Each day, you will gain strength and wisdom for each new setting. Check it out at MomentumMinistries.org, where you can sign up to receive these daily emails. For those of you who prefer a print book, those devotional messages are available in The Climb, a series of books written by Pastor Scott to help guide you through the Bible. Okay, thank you, uh, Momentum Ministries, for that. And uh, uh, we're back with you as we consider our new destiny from Mark chapter 2. And um, I just uh, shared with you before the break that uh, the purpose of my life, I'd gone through a, a discouraging season in life and uh, kind of boiled things down and uh, arrived at, the, at my job. What's my task? What am I supposed to be doing? And uh, I, I boiled it down to these two things, to leave the imprint of Jesus on everyone I meet and to receive the imprint of Jesus from everyone I meet. As I thought about this story, I, I realized that these men did just that. You see, they, they changed the life of their friend forever. They, they provided for him an opportunity to, to have a new destiny. Um, they left the healing imprint of Jesus on their friend. Um, this man, had they not carried him to Jesus, this man would not have heard the words, Son, you are forgiven. He would not have, have heard Jesus say, Rise, pick up your mat and go home. But he did hear that because his four friends left the imprint of Jesus on them when, when they carried him to that house and struggled through. And when they couldn't get through the crowd, they went through the roof. They were able to do that because they carried him. Uh, they, they took responsibility for him. And they said, nobody else is going to do it. We're going to do it because he's our friend. They carried him and they cut a hole. They cut through all the obstacles, all the excuses, all the things that would prevent this man from getting to Jesus. They cut a hole in all of that so they could get their friend to Jesus. And so they left the imprint of Jesus on their friend. But they also received the imprint of Jesus from their friend. You see, while they were bringing their friend to Jesus, they themselves were coming to Jesus. I think of that often when I uh, do my work as a minister of the gospel, as a preacher, as a pastor, as a shepherd, and even as just a disciple of Jesus Christ, that every time I'm somewhere with somebody, I want to share the love of God, but I want to see the possibility in their lives of the kingdom of God touching me as well, because everybody has, has a, at least a sliver of the image of God, the created image of God in them. And I can receive the imprint of God from them when I'm in their presence. I need to be open to that. I need to, to realize that I have something to learn, something to gain, something to benefit from everyone I come in contact with. Jesus um, said it uh, like this uh, when he was teaching his disciples. He said, inasmuch as you've done it unto me, under the least of these, you have done it unto me. In other words, when we are with the poor, the needy, the deserted, the afflicted, and we do something kind to them, Jesus recognizes it as having of our having done something kind and meaningful and helpful to him. And that then turns around and becomes a blessing to us. And so we have to realize everybody we come in contact with is a potential blessing. And I'd ask you today, how about you? Are you on the job? Are you on task today? Are you glorifying God? 
Are you making plans to enjoy him forever? Are you leaving the imprint of Jesus on everyone you meet? And do you receive the imprint of Jesus from everyone you meet? Well, that brings us to the, the final point of, of this conversation. We have a team. We have a task. And like all teams, we also have a schedule. God has given us a time, a team, a task, and a time. And the question is, am I on the clock? Well, this was their time in this story. Jesus was in the area. They needed to move now. They needed to do something now. Their friend had a need right now, and they could do something about it at that moment. It was their time, but also it was their friend's time. Jesus was there. His friends were there. They got through the crowd. They cut a hole in the roof. They lowered him down to where he could be in the presence of Jesus. It was his time. What was he going to do with this opportunity? You know, it's one thing for those uh, four men to, to plan and execute or plan and, and talk about this task that they had with this team that God had given them. But it was something else to actually say, all right, let's do it. Now is the time to act. When they faced opposition, uh, when they had difficulties, they knew that this was their time. They still had to go through with it because this opportunity might not come again. Jesus was there in the house then. As I said, their friend was in need. They were all together. The time was perfect. You know, Jesus uh, had a conversation with some with his disciples um, at a different point in his ministry. And uh, at that point, he had just had a conversation with a, a woman of Samaria at a well, and they were off to get food. And they came back and found Jesus talking to this woman. And, and uh, they were kind of surprised. And Jesus used that as an opportunity to teach them that the time is now. He, he said to them in John chapter four, do you not say there are yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life. I think Jesus is saying the same thing to us in our situations too. This is a very evangelistic passage where Jesus says the fields are ripe to harvest, but consider your own life and your own destiny and realize that the field is ripe unto harvest for you to, to enjoy a new destiny, the destiny of Jesus in your life. Don't wait four months. Don't wait four weeks. Don't wait four days. Don't wait four minutes. Take hold of the destiny that, that is yours in Jesus Christ. You know, the, their friend may not have had four more months to live. We don't know how serious the injury or the uh, the situation was. And you and I may not have a lot of time to, to claim our destiny. So today is the day, the scripture says. Uh, today is the time of God's favor, the day of salvation. I was, um, um, this, this thought was really, um, pressed home to me uh, last week. I was uh, in Colombia and had an opportunity to visit with a, 
a friend in the church, actually a parishioner and a very, very sick man. And we didn't know just how close, we knew the time was near for the end, but we didn't know how soon Glenn would pass from this life to the next. And another friend of mine said, I'm going to see Glenn. And I said, well, can I, can I go with you? And we had some obstacles to overcome. We went to the wrong house, first of all. And, and then it just was, it was a tough situation trying to, to get in and talk to Glenn and pray with him. And there were some communication problems, but, but we persisted and I was able to pray with Glenn. And when I did, he responded. He hadn't been really talking, but I could tell that he was tracking with me in my prayer. And then after the prayer, we, we said goodbye to his wife and, and his other friends who were there. And, and we went on. And then uh, I found out um, the very next morning that Glenn Sherman had, had gone on to be with the Lord. How thankful I was that when the time was right, in spite of the, the busy schedule that, that I had, and in spite of the, uh, of the obstacles that we faced, and even going to the wrong place and, and my schedule pressing up against me, I was so thankful that, that uh, we recognized the time and we did what we needed to do and what was so important, and not only for Glenn and for his family, but for me, because my life was touched in those moments that I spent with my friend Glenn. And you know, you, you have opportunities that come to you day by day. God, God gives you those tasks and he gives you a team like he gave me my, my friends and, and he gives you a time. And I would just encourage you that you would take advantage of those times that God gives you. Are you on the clock? What is your destiny? Are you answering the call? of God? What's before you right now? What offer of salvation for you or what gift of salvation could you share with someone else? What gift of light and hope and encouragement and kindness? Take advantage. Seize the day. Take advantage of the new destiny that you have in Jesus Christ. Let me pray with you. Father, I I thank you today. I thank you for um, giving us a team, the family of God, and Jesus, Jesus as the, uh, the star on that team, Jesus as the strength of that team. I thank you for giving us a task to enjoy you and to, uh, to glorify you and to enjoy you forever, to leave the imprint of God on everyone we meet and to receive that imprint. Help us, Lord, together with our teammates to accomplish our task and help us to do it, Lord, right now when the time is right. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our uh, casual conversation for today. Uh, Join in next week as we have a conversation with my good friend, Anthony, who spent time on both sides of the bar. God bless you, and I pray that you have a great day. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries, with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. 
God bless you and have a great day.